Welcome into the podcast, Hobby Addicts episode 179, and I'm back from Florida. I have returned to the land of the cold, and I'll tell you a story about that in a minute, but first, I am joined by the lovely Mandy. Mandy, how are you? Hi, I'm doing all right. I have uh, stomach acid. It hurts. <laughs> we all have stomach acid, but... <laughs> well, I mean, heartburn. Sorry. It's, a, uh, it's more more stomach acid than usual. That extra spicy stomach acid. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, the man that would know about spice, Mason, from, yeah, spice boy. from yeah. Connecticut. Oh, my goodness. The weather here is phenomenal right now, and it's cold. I love it. I, uh, I haven't got the cold winds that you guys west of me have gotten, but so right now I'm enjoying it. Right now it's a good time. Well, let me tell you. It's only 67 here. Wow. It's cooler than we... I'm going to put a Tums in my mouth. It has cooled down quite a bit. Let me tell you a story about weather real quick, and then I'll tell you guys what we're going to talk about today. Today, the weather is nice. It is 68, 69, 69 with almost no humidity, 10% humidity here in Denver. But let me tell you a little story about how Denver's weather goes. On Wednesday, it was about 75 out. I went mountain biking. It was cool. Uh, and then that night, and then, and then the next day, it plunged to the mid-teens. So it was 75, and then the next day, we got six inches of snow. And, it, and, the, and the, the high for the day was like 20. And then on Friday, it went back up to the 60s, and all the snow melted. <laughs> That's the kind of shit we're dealing with here in Denver. It's like you just never know even like some wild cold front's going to come out of the mountains and just crush you. So, But um, yeah, and it, and it, can anybody match that level of absurdity? I mean, I, I didn't really realize that Denver was so much a desert, like where you get those oh, yeah. wild swings between night and day at times. It's considered high desert, my friend, which is why it's 10% humidity right now. So where, where, where your chapstick. Anyway, guys, we have a lot of, I think we're going to be talking a lot of games today on Hobby Addicts. I'm going to be talking about Chocobo Dungeon, everybody, and that's buddy like your buddy, like your friend. B-U-D-D-Y, <laughs> and make it as like corny as they can. And Mandy, I'm a assu- Every birdie. Every birdie. Every birdie. Oh my Every birdie. god. Every birdie. That's a double that's a double pun. Everybody, and then it's a chocobo. Oh my goodness. That was fantastic. Japanese people would love that. <laughs> I didn't come up with it. Oh. You sh- I, <laughs> I can't take credit for uh, it. I, I would I thought you did, so you just well you we appreciate the Watch honesty. our hentai episode for every birdies. <laughs> um Bring it up, bring it up full circle. Mandy, I'm guessing The Missing, J.J. Macfield and the Island of Memories. I'm going to assume that's a game. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about The it Missing. Is. And then Mason, you just never know with, with Mason. You just, you just, he's so unpredictable. You just don't know what he's going to bring to the table. And today, apparently it is. Tell us, Mason, what is it? We're going to be reviewing uh, two albums that just came out by two very different Japanese bands and uh, comparing and contrasting them. So we'll see if we have time after this epic gaming discussion to get into that. All right. Well, that sounds really good. So we're going to be doing that. 
So we got a pretty full show for you guys today. I'm jumping right in. I think I'm just going to jump in right off the top. I don't think this is going to take too, too long. But um, about a couple months ago, I, I spontaneously bought Darkest Dungeon while we were talking about it on the podcast. Everybody knows that story. And I, I was talking about how I bought the Dragon Quest, or how Dragon Quest Builders 2 was on the 60% off J, J, uh, Japan game sale on, P, on PlayStation Network. So I was just browsing through it, you know, like like I do, shopping for games or whatever. And there was a Chocobo Dungeon game that was sixty percent off. And even the it was, it, I think it was full price initially because even at sixty percent off, it still was like twenty seven dollars. But I bought this game and I started playing it. And my first thought was like, this game is horrendous. I think it's a port from the Wii or something. Uh, the graphics are really scaled down for like a PS four game, and. Although, but it has little bright spots, like it's fully voiceovered, but the voiceovers aren't very good. The story is really, uh, really dumb. Like you play as a chocobo, like a little cute chocobo, and not like a, not like a Final Fantasy X chocobo where they're bigger and you know tougher looking. I'm talking about like uh, World of Final Fantasy style chocobo where it's super chibi kind of. And um. And at first, I was thinking this game is really terrible because the story was bad. It's just like there's this bell in this town that rings and it takes people's memories away, and you have to dive into their memories and to like restore them. And there's a dungeon inside the their memory, and it's a it's it's a randomly generated dungeon crawler that's on a grid system. So you move like one tile, and the enemies all get to move one tile. You 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 attack, the enemy gets to attack. So it's it's turn based on a grid but you're not, like, fixed in a line or whatever. And um, the more and more I play this game, the more I realize that it's actually pretty fun. Uh, so you... <laughs> oh, you, no, surprise fun. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> surprise fun! Yeah. And uh, I'm glad I bought it now. The Initially, it was I put it on hard mode, and there are some shortcomings to hard mode that I was not aware of. When you die, they take all of your items and all of your gold and all of your money. And you don't get them back. So, like, if you could have the, the greatest weapon in the game, a million gold, and if you die in the dungeon by being careless or whatever, and it's pretty easy to die, it is pretty challenging. You lose everything. And so that's a little bit of a problem. However, uh, I realized eventually that after you kill enough of the enemies in the dungeon, like, after you kill enough flans or enough, what I don't know, um, like... Mandragoras or whatever name some Final Fantasy monster. After you kill enough of them, you you collect these things called buddy points. Like they're they're really going hard with the corniness. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. And but like once you get enough buddy points, you can actually enlist that monster to go with you in the dungeon, and they will use like computer AI to fight with you. So they'll be like they'll follow you and line up next to you and help help you attack enemies and whatnot. Um, so that's pretty cool. I have a whole slew of monsters that I can do now. I, um, I can almost bring cactuars in to the dungeon. They have pretty much everything. There's like 145 different monsters from Final Fantasy in it. And, uh, it, and it runs on the job system. So currently I have um, uh, Knight. I have Black Mage, White Mage, Scholar, and I have Dragoon. Right, right now, and um, they all have like their unique classes. Like they all have different purposes. The white mage can heal. He can protect. He can cast light magic, etc. The the dragoon can leap and attack enemies from like two or three tiles away. So you can basically hit them a couple times before they get right up in front of you, where they would normally be able to hit you. 
the black mage casts what you would you know he's casts black black magic like you would expect the the knight is kind of like a tanky build but he's mostly just doing like sword attacks and there's like 15 15 jobs in all i just don't have them all unlocked but you know they've got um red mage dark knight uh, they have pretty much everything in there, everything you'd expect. And then when you level up your your job, your job levels up too. And when you level up your job, it unlocks more skills. So you're getting so experience. Go ahead. I was going to ask. So you kind of catch your allies by just defeating a lot of them. Is that you, how it works, or do you also get allies through like the story of the game? So both. Okay. So that's a okay. good question. So there are, like, there's like. If you play Final Fantasy, you know that like a flan is a common enemy in Final Fantasy, right? And they and they come in pretty much every elemental color. And um, in this game, you, there's like nine or ten flans, and you will and by collecting buddy points from defeating flans, you will rank up the flans like in your bestiary or whatever. Every time you say flan, I just can't help but think about the dessert. Oh, dude! Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a hundred percent. I mean, if you look at them in this, especially yeah, in this game, they even what have like designed after. Oh yeah, they even they they even jiggle. They have like creme brulee, like burns, like burn marks on the top. Oh. Of them. They look exactly <laughs> like very desserts. funny. Oh yeah, and um, but yeah, so like you'll get a rank up, and then you'll have the fire one, then you'll rank up, and you'll get the water one as well, and you can pick and choose. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, the the game it, it's pretty neat. I think it's um it's very challenging. It's the like the 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 hardest dungeon. It took me almost an entire day of grinding to get through the fe- the dungeon that had Phoenix in it. It's a twenty floor dungeon, and it lets you checkpoint after the tenth floor, and then the after the twentieth floor you fight Phoenix. And he and it was really hard. It was a really hard fight, and I had to be a little over leveled because I'm on hard mode. And I had to get some luck in order to beat Phoenix. But then, of course, yeah, I beat Phoenix, and now I can... I had got an item called, like, the Phoenix Magisite, and now I can, like, summon Phoenix if I want to. So it's um it's pretty neat. I think that it's it's worth playing. I think that if um if you're a deep story person, it may not be for you. If you just love... If you love grinding and you just love, you know, leveling up and unlocking new skills and dungeon crawling and just kind of mindlessly just bat- bashing monsters... It's a great game for that. Like it really, d- and and it has it has a lot of the music from the old Final Fantasies. So the um you, you'll 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 go into a random dungeon, like not even like a main dungeon, just like a you know, run of the mill kind of side dungeon, and they'll be playing like the Spy from Final Fantasy VIII, or they'll have the uh, like the Hunter's Mark, uh, whatever the song is from Final Fantasy IX, the Hunter song. Like they, they have a music from all the Final Fantasies in it. You just randomly run into them. So if you're a big fan of the music, you're gonna run into the music all the time that has all the jobs you want in it it has all the summons um it has the items are kind of weird like you can only equip a saddle talons and a necklace like that's all your good that's all your chugabo can wear and then you have like your basic high potion ether high ether phoenix down etc and if you want to heal your buddy that's with you you can kick a potion at your buddy and the potion will heal them so Hmm. the the other great thing about the game, and this is really, really great, is that it has a two-player mode where, you're a, where, a, where a buddy, like your friend, can sit next to you on, on your couch and control the Mandragora or the... The CPU. Or, yeah, oh, that's fun. exactly. Okay. And so you can... <clears throat> the way I, I've been playing with my girlfriend and the way that we've been doing it is, you know, she'll go through 10 floors of the dungeon or I'll go through 10 floors of the dungeon. And then when we get to the boss, we 
go to two-player mode and fight the boss on two-player because the music when you're on two-player mode is the most obnoxious rendition <laughs> rendition of the Chocobo theme you've ever heard. It even has slide whistles and like like those monkey noises in it. And yeah. Yeah, it's just absolutely just... It, it, they made it to be just infuriating. So, um, but yeah, so we'll go into the dungeon and... We've been playing. She, she was playing as like a uh, like a mid class goblin for a while, and like she'll cast protect on me right away, and then run up to the boss, and basically tank the boss, and I'll stand behind. I'll stand directly behind her on like a on like the grid, so it'll be the the boss, and then the and then her, and then two blank tiles, and then me, and I can basically hit the boss with magic, and kick potions at her if I need to to heal her. And so she's basically playing tank and I'm playing DPS behind her with like a splash of healing. And so like you can kind of strategize and have fun like that. But the the the, the whole game is fun on two player. It's just the music is infuriating. <clears throat> so you'd have to like turn the music off, I guess, if you didn't want to lose your mind. But um, well, it sounds big... like you're having fun with it. And it's definitely good for like nostalgia and stuff. But would you recommend it for non-Final Fantasy fans? Um, only if you like, only like if you slide just, whistles. <laughs> only if you just love yeah, if you love slide whistles, you'll love it. Love you'll whistles. love this game. Only if you just absolutely love dungeon crawlers. You know, if you if you just okay. love randomly generated dungeons and you just love leveling and grinding. Love that grind, watch the numbers go up. Yeah, absolutely. Like you like I think that's a game that anybody that's into that kind of thing would enjoy. If okay. you're if you're not into that uh, you're probably gonna hate the game, no matter if, if you're a Final Fantasy fan or not. But um, if you but if you do like Final Fantasy in general, I think you have a pretty good chance of liking this game. the The main story is completed in 18 hours, um, and completionist is 140. So there's a lot to do. It's it's a quick to beat, but there's a lot of extra shit. So yeah, there's a lot of. Is this a remake of the original Chocobo Dungeon that was on PlayStation? No, I played um, that, but it was ages ago. <laughs> So I'm looking at the list here. <clears throat> it looks like there's four Chocobo Dungeon games. And okay. I believe that this game is a remake of a game that was on Nintendo. It's a Nintendo Switch game. It's a Switch game. It's a Nintendo Switch game. A re- okay, but it's not a remake of the original? Like a no. like remastered it or I, anything? You know, I, I'm not really comfortable saying. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, to be honest with you. Hmm. Because um, I remember the original Chocobo Dungeons were both on PlayStation, I believe. My belief is that it's the same game as Chocobo, as Final Fantasy Fables Chocobo Dungeon on the Wii. That will, mm, okay. that because I'm looking at the description here, and it has the same story. Sid and Sid and the Chocobo find themselves in a mysterious town when the clock tower bell rings. That's exactly the same story. So, it's it's basically Chocobo Dungeon Final Fantasy Fables on the Wii. That was then ported to both the Switch and the PS4. I'm, I'm now confident. Mm. I'm not confident. And, that. That's weird. and the Chocobo Nintendo Dungeon DS, apparently, according to Wikipedia. Okay. Chocobo Dungeon 2 is PlayStation, though. Wouldn't that. PlayStation was before the Wii, though, right? Oh, yeah. oh my God, yeah. Yeah, so, way before. That's weird. I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, works. I don't know. I think there's only a couple of these games. Anyway, I, I don't have much else to say about it. It's, it's a lot of. It's become a lot of fun. Um,. I'm going to assume the Wii was probably a port of the original Chocobo Dungeon. It could have. I mean, for all I know, they're all the same game. <laughs> I honestly don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. But um, it has. But now you've got greater accessibility because it's now on the Switch, 
and the PS4. So now you're talking like, I don't know, what is it, 150 million consoles at this point. So um, that's all I have to say. I don't, I don't want to take up any more time. I want you guys to have, have your time too. But um, if you're a big fan of Final Fantasy and you like dungeons and stuff, this is a great game. You'll, you'll, you'll enjoy it a lot. It's, uh, it's fun. It can be a little frustrating, but hang with, but stick with it. It gets better as you like figure things out. Cool. Okay. Um, so yeah, I played a game this week. Actually, I played like five hours of it yesterday. <laughs> but um, Steam had an LGBT uh, plus Q plus uh, sale going on, and some of the stuff that was on their list, I was like, oh, I that has been on my list for a while, and it's like fifty percent off now, so I'll pick it up. And one that I got is also pretty good for Halloween is called uh, The Missing and J.J. Macfield and the Island of Memories. And this isn't a brand new game. It came out in 2018, October-ish. And uh, I remember hearing about it last year during um, like the uh, video game awards. I know it was up for like best narrative or something and or maybe biggest impact. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. But at the time, I was playing so much stuff, I just put it on my list and completely forgot about it. And so I picked it up yesterday and played a lot, and I was like, damn, this game is intense. <laughs> so, um, The Missing is by developer White Owls Inc., and it is available on Steam. And I know it's on PS4, let me see, PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and Steam. Or, um, Microsoft Windows, but, uh, it's on yeah, everything. it's... It's oof. <laughs> even the Xbox. It's crazy. Yeah. So um, this is a side-scrolling platform <clears throat> puzzle game Ooh. with some horror elements to it. It starts off with you are playing a woman named JJ and you are with your girlfriend Emily and you're camping out in the woods, or I think it was like a field, maybe not woods, but um, and then you are look up at the stars together and then you go to bed but when you wake up emily is gone and this is where things get really weird and you're running looking for her, shouting her name emily you're running through this field and then you come to like this big um open land with like windmills and there's a lightning storm going on and you get just struck by lightning and she's on Eesh. your character's lying on the ground just writhing in pain and then out of nowhere some deers run up to you and then a deer man runs up to you like he's a human man but with a deer head like a centaur oh wait okay wait that's that no that's backwards no, no. He, but he has like a doctor coat on as well and he runs up to your body who's writhing in pain and he just starts speaking in like a really weird like scary voice it's like just saying gibberish and he says like um can you hear me? And then, um, what, what did he say? Um, he said you dropped too much acid. What's <laughs> with you and media, Mandy, with super attractive, sexy deer? Ooh, sexy deer, man. <laughs> They're yeah, just all over the, your media lately. Yeah. yeah, I'm really into those young bucks. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, but, um, and he says, like, heart failure or something like that. I can't remember what he says. Um, cardiac arrest. That was it. it was, he says, uh, can you hear me? Cardiac arrest. He just says those two things over and over and over. And then you can hold down y, the Y button. It, you know, a prompt comes up and tells you to hold down Y. And then your body just regenerates. 
and like she just heals herself and you get up and you're like um where am i and then at the very beginning of the game which is something i forgot to mention is that your character also has this stuffed jackalope toy uh, it's like plushy that like apparently really means something to her. I think it's because her, I'm assuming her girlfriend made it for her. And uh, that deer thing starts text messaging you on your phone. <laughs> and your character's freaked out. Like, why is my plushy that's missing texting me on my phone? And it's just a psychological horror. Like, there's a bunch of weird, trippy stuff going on. And the gameplay of it is that you're getting through these puzzles. And this is where I'm going to say this is a massive trigger warning. Uh -oh. Massive <laughs> content warning. Because this game deals a lot with self-harm and suicide. Because in order to get through puzzles, you have to mutilate yourself. Oh, whoa, whoa. And so you, you oh. have to be okay with gore. Because this is intense. That's some so, like that's some like heavy rain shit right there. What the hell? It's, well, it's also not just gore in the sense of oh, I need like to saw my arm off to like trigger this trap or like to weigh differently. It's like you do it, but then your character like yeah, lets you know that hey, my arm is not attached to my body right now. I do not feel that great, and yeah, she yeah. makes you think about that constantly. Did you play this? So I actually heard about this last year because I know the guy who did it, Swery65, like mm -hmm. he's the guy who did like Deadly Premonition and uh, D4, which are all just Sorry. like really wacky, weird games that push the envelope or do things like that. So I, while I hadn't played it, I had watched enough of it to know, yep, I, yeah. I get the appeal of this game and it's, <laughs> it hurts yeah, to watch. It's, it's intense. and But I've been having a lot of, I don't, God, I feel weird saying fun, but like, I like doing the puzzles. <laughs> I just really like puzzles in general. You sick so monkey. It's crazy. But yeah, so like, for example, you're also going around collecting donuts. There are just like these big floating donuts. And I think it's because your character just um, loves this restaurant called uh, Sleepy Donuts. And so I think everything in this is very um, just psychological like manifestation like there is a story here a very intense story and it seems like it's all manifestations of just all of the pain that she's going through her life with an overbearing mother who doesn't understand her and uh stress with school and i know i don't want to dive too far into spoilers but there there definitely is a very intense story here and everything has a, a purpose it's not just random shit so but you are collecting donuts in order to unlock more text messages in your phone because the mo more you collect the more te text messages like appear from family and friends and your teacher and your girlfriend your missing girlfriend emily and like in order to get to certain places this is man like mason said it's crazy like you will run into saw blades or run into like barbed wire to cut off like an arm so you can throw it at something what the hell <laughs> that's crazy i had to cut off my arm to throw it at a box to knock it down so that i can get up on the box and then every time you do that you can push y to regenerate yourself and make all of those body parts come back and you'll be fine. And then the ones like, we're like, I had to blow up my entire body until I'm just a head and roll around as a head in order to get under beams. It's very puzzling. <laughs> it is puzzling. Man, That's what's so good about it. <laughs> it's crazy. I was dying. 
literally but not literally because um, you can't die not literally because i'm immortal <laughs> bitch <laughs> no but um like you can cut off your leg and like if you do that your character can't move as well she'll fall over constantly so yeah there's one part where i had to like get the weight on a platform exactly correct i had to take off my arm and put it on in order for it to like let like for the weight to be correct to like some, lower a door it was crazy some like Coraline shit like you're just gonna take your arm off and stick it somewhere yeah interesting yep. and um one of the cool cooler parts though is that you can break your neck so like if there is i can't believe i just said that the one of the cooler things that you can break your neck but um like there is a part with a swinging ball and if it hits you in the head you break your neck but then the entire uh floor twists upside down so now you're on the ceiling that was really cool i was like the first time i did that i was like whoa <laughs> and so you can find some hidden areas like that and get through things but and then there's like this there are some parts where you're running away from a monster because there is a monster who's chasing after you occasionally so yeah there's definitely a lot of horror involved but it's it's intense and I want to get through the whole story because I really like unlocking the text messages and figuring out what's going on. Is that like, um, so, uh, did you ever play Mickey Mouse and the Castle of Illusions on Sega? No. Okay. There's, a, <clears throat> there's like um, a mechanic where you can flip the whole, the whole level will flip upside down and you can, you can walk mm. on the ceiling and like find hidden areas and stuff. Anyway. Yeah. I so uh, I share... if you are interested, just be warned. <laughs> it's uh, it's rough. It's, yeah, it's are, very grisly. Are you sure your character is yeah. not like not, like spreading the mescaline on like the cactus butter on some toast? I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that went over my head. It's like uh, and then some, and then at some point in the game, a nineteen uh, seventies Johnny Depp wearing wearing sunglasses pops out of the closet and he's like, "My God, what's going? on? I got the mescaline." She's going on like a trip, like a, a drug trip. It's like a fear and loathing. thing. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Anyway. Not that I know. <laughs> Not that we know of yet. <laughs> Not that I know of, no. Yeah, this is a weird... So the concept art is so odd. It has like a very beautiful blonde anime girl with blue eyes. And she's in like a, she's in like a flower field with a windmill behind her. It looks real nice. And then she's got like just blood all over her arm and she's wiping the blood off of her mouth with her arm. And it's just this, this, this weird, what's the word? Dichotomy of just beautiful, something beautiful and something very morbid. Juxtaposition. Juxtaposition perhaps. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, leave it to Mandy to find a, to find a spooky game for the Halloween season. I don't know how long it is, but I'm definitely going to finish it. It's I'm have I like puzzle games a lot. So, <laughs> And the enjoyment, the enjoyment of the puzzles is yeah. greater than the suffering of the character. So yeah. you're, you're okay to keep on going. How long? Man, you, how long? The worst is when she catches on fire and she's screaming in pain. I'm like, oh my god, this is so hard to get through. How long to beat.com has the game's main story at five and a half hours and the completionist at, oh. at nine and a half hours? Oh, well, I've got five hours in, but I think most of a lot of that is me walking away. <laughs> The classic Mandy technique of leave yes. the steam running. <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah. I'm like, ah, I don't want to shut it down and bring it back up. I'll just go do what I have to do and come back. Yeah. So uh, check that game out. 
Yeah, it is interesting. And how long does the sale go for? Is it still even going on? Yeah, it's still going on. Okay. Um, let me see. Yeah, definitely worth checking out during this October spookiness because it's very fitting. Oh, sorry. It says it's going to end in 44 hours. So I guess this episode will be out before then. It will uh, be. There you yeah. go. Get on it right now. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Break a leg or, 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 or a neck or whatever. Well, I guess I can talk very briefly about a little game thing, uh, which you should get if you happen to not want to saw yourself into pieces and see other people sawed to pieces. Uh, Return <laughs> of the Oberdin actually is getting like released for like Switch and PS4 and a bunch of like like a nice. re-release on uh, October 18th. Nice. So uh, that's a little fancy detective game, which I know we've talked about before, but if you haven't checked it yeah. out, go do that. I fucking love that game. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, I, I sat and played that until I finished it. Uh, but I can do a little little music review if if if, if that's <laughs> if we got time. If um, it's allowed, if it's no, allowed, definitely no not. Music. Uh, <laughs> no, Mason, we will be we will be honored to hear your music review. Review the Chocobo theme song. Oh, um, two two slide, <laughs> slide whistles whistle. out of ten. Slam <laughs> that slide whistle down, my dude. Oh my this is God, what it's all heaven. about. Uh, <laughs> No, I just thought it would be interesting because probably the two biggest names in like Japanese music right now in terms of like international acclaim and kind of where they exist within the global music sphere came out with albums essentially within like a couple days of one another. And considering they're so different stylistically, I think it'd be interesting to compare them. Okay. Uh, so one band uh, is an old school band called Boris. Uh, they have been around forever. They have like over 25 albums. They have like over 20 EPs and they've been on like collaborations. They've been on splits. They've had demos like these guys have been around for decades and they're probably one of the like the most legendary rock titans from Japan. And their sound has like evolved a lot over the deck, the, the times they've been active and they've like made an effort to constantly explore different territory. Um, but it usually takes, usually is cemented in some way to like these big, uh, massive, sprawling, experimental, contemplative pieces. Um, so they're, you know, they have like drone music, they have shoegaze, they have post-metal they have dream pop they have acid rock they have grunge um they have a bunch of different styles that they get into and even though they're only a three-piece band they always make these big large gargantuan soundscapes and i'm gonna say the word big a lot because that's just how they sound but anyway their new album love and evolve which is just love backwards uh, it's interesting because usually their albums are like one cohesive work with like a central concept that they kind of push to exhaustion like they decide oh we're gonna make this kind of album and then they for the next 70 minutes just pummel that into the ground but their latest one um it's more akin to like an appetizer sampler platter you know you're getting little little plates of different things kind of a collection of tracks and a smattering of styles that they've kind of touched on over the years and all of these have like a lot of feedback to them, a lot of ambience. It feels like you're watching lava creep across the land at like when played at a quarter of, no of the normal speed. Like it's just 
mushing slowly over the landscape. Um, and it's it's all right. It's pretty good, but it's not really like a like a sampler platter. It's not a hearty enough meal to like what you usually get out of their works. So it's a little bit of a letdown, which is oh, no. kind of kind of disappointing because you know these guys are classics. They're legends, and you want them to keep on know being their best but it really just seemed like they were just kind of resting and kind of just trying to replicate their previous victories instead of continuing to innovate and make new ones um if you do want to give them a listen if you've never heard of them for some reason because they are you know very important to music at large uh, i would say (laughs) check out the track evol on this album it's like 16 minutes long and it just kind of goes over everything that they have to offer so it's a long song, but it's it's good. I didn't know they opened for Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, they're like a it's globally crazy. like successful band that just plays by their own rules, and uh, they use a bunch, a bunch of like double neck guitars and basses, and they look super cool. But on yeah. the other end of the spectrum, from Boris, um, somewhat newcomers to the world of metal is uh baby metal which i'm sure you guys have oh, heard of before baby metal i thought they I've bro- never I, heard of i it. thought they broke I'm, up <laughs> i think anyone even passively interested in like japanese culture have heard of this band uh and you might nope, even but cons- i do fucking love chocolate there you go <laughs> but i thought baby uh, metal I, th- even- I thought they broke up uh no i mean they released an album t- two days ago Oh, I guess not. I think wasn't there weren't they debating if one of the girls was too old and she was gonna have to like quit and then so they decided fuck they it? did used to be a three piece band of sorts, you know, with the three idol girls kind of as their three vocalists. <laughs> yeah. Um but actually one of them I think was uh suffering from like medical conditions. Um, so it actually isn't the like oldest one that like quote unquote retired like you would see with a normal idol group. Yeah, just one yeah. of them, just the strain of touring and stuff was hard on her. So okay. she left. So they're down to two vocalists. Yep. Um, and for those who don't know, for some reason, the, the gimmick of this band is that, you know, you have these like idols who have this cute image, these boldly lyrics, these pop hooks and melodies, and these like fancy synchronized dance routines all over like pummeling metal instrumentation. Oh, yeah. And it's this like... <clears throat> as Mandy said the word earlier, juxtaposition of Moe and metal. And it's, oh, it's it's a little cheeky. It's a little... Mo-metal. Mo-metal. Well, I, th- I think that's one of the ladies' names, actually. Trademark. Yeah. Trademark. Is it? Trademark pending. Uh, I think so. I think it's Moe-metal or something. It is It's now. like one of the singers. Mandy's going to file a trademark as soon as she gets yeah. out of this. Yeah. But uh, it's always like an interesting dynamic. But it is very campy for what it is. And so this is their third album, and I was, you know, you go into it, so now they're down one singer, and they've kind of, like, fully fleshed out, like, what their conceit is on the last album. And it was kind of worrying to see, like, what are they going to do? Are they just going to give us more of the same and just keep on cashing their novelty check, or are they going to push the limit? And... Whereas the previous album by Boris, which is from the super experimental band, which kind of took things easy, I think at the end of the day, the new baby metal album actually was more like experimental. They definitely took more risk and they got an army of like producers and songwriters and guest features. And this third album has so many different sounds of like global instrumentation 
and just wacky weirdness that although it's not as true to the moe plus metal aesthetic it's more of like a j-pop odyssey with like a huge swath of influences Hmm. so it's just an hour of bangers of every flavor (laughs) i mean it's still campy it's still bangers and mash it's still charming and cute like what you would expect but no they have like music that sounds like it's from like indian inspired stuff and the song shanti 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 they have like celtic nordic type melodies they have electronic samplings in a lot of the songs they have like a cuban dance beat and uh one of the songs called night night burn they have a couple songs that night just, night burn I yeah like it. <laughs> it's just it's weird they have like a bunch of choruses that could just absolutely be anime ops and it's just a wild ride of like each song isn't inherently like good or like game changing but it is just a more interesting taste of just a ton of different things from a band that honestly could have easily been stale by now what's the name of the new album uh metal universe i believe i need to get it i have metal resistance in the first one yeah so metal resistance i didn't was even the know they brought one. out a new one <laughs> yeah no, it literally just came out and oh awesome okay so it's uh it's brand new and there's some uh I need to get that. Yeah, it's it's worth... I mean, if you've already heard of them, you know what you're going to get. It's just they pack so much weirdness into it that it was it was a fun ride. And I would recommend checking it out. Because I think everyone can at least find one song they like off of it. Yeah, karate. It was Yui. Yeah, karate was a good one. It was Yui, yeah, Yui Metal quit. Or she had to quit because some kind of a health issue. Undisclosed health issue. So, mm-hmm. so I think nowadays they do have... A like guest person joined them on stage to be like the third backup dancer, but it's mainly always been the main woman of the group who does the singing. So uh, their their sound hasn't suffered too much for it. Sure. So I don't know. That was kind of it. Just an interesting dichotomy between a a group at the tail end of a career and one that's kind of just still kicking off. So that's that's all I had. Okay, yeah, well. I need to pick this up. Thank you. There you go. I also pre-ordered my copy of Pokemon Sword. Oh, yeah, She's we can trade key. now because I'm a shield boy. Yes, because I need that fancy pony. Yeah, yeah, I, I exclusively get the fancy, uh, and what ponyta is it? <laughs> Galarian yeah. ponyta? And I'll get you some Sir Fetches. Oh, yeah, he's very regal. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I chose I chose Shield because I feel like the sword dog is just too typical. Oh, but like, I love sword dog. Any dog can just pick up a sword That's and boom, him. he's sword dog. But <laughs> my dog has a very impressive mane that will shield himself mm. and and my dog can just as easily pick up a sword and then where's your god now? <laughs> <laughs> You're dual wielding god. I am. Gotcha. It's fucking cheating. <laughs> I wonder. So, I wonder which. I, I, I wonder which of the two versions of the game have more pre-orders: the sword or the shield. I, if I had to guess, I would say sword by a landslide. I would say sword because Sir Fetch. How are you going to pass that up? <laughs> I think. I think almost everyone who's into Pokemon is way more into swords because they're mm. children. <laughs> Whoa, hey now. now, hey now, that's yeah. Hey Whoa. now, you're I, an all star. 
don't have time to tank shit. I want to do damage. <laughs> you are the DPS queen. I just so. want to fuck things up. Well, it makes you very valuable, Mason, because uh, you, you know there will be far less people with with the with the special monsters from Shield. So exactly, everybody's gonna want a piece, of Mason. Oh, oh! Don't they know it? The Discord, the Discord's <laughs> gonna have like forty people on it playing this game, and thirty-seven of them yeah. are gonna be playing Sword. And Mason's gonna be like, "I got this badass ponyta." Like, come on! I'm just gonna become a ponyta farmer and yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> get a black ponytoss. Get your ponytoss hair. <laughs> or no, no, I'm gonna be like the uh, the cabbage guy from Avatar: The Last Airbender, and whenever they die in battle, I'll be like, "My ponytoss." In uh, an excruciating like that, pain. That guy in Resident Evil is like, with your coat, like, what can I get for you? And you just got pony underneath your coat. <laughs> what are you buying? Yeah, that was it. What, what are you, are you selling? <laughs> yeah, I'll buy it at a high price. <laughs> you know you can kill that guy in that game. Can you? I he he doesn't come back. I've if you kill him, it. he doesn't come back. Damn. All right, guys. Well, I think we have. Uh, I have other things I can talk about, but I think I'll save them for future episodes. So mm. I was gonna. Talk, I went to Halloween Horror Nights last weekend, and it was in Universal Studios, and it was pretty interesting. So worth talking about. But I'll save it. Save it. Maybe for closer. Yeah, to yeah. Halloween. I do want to hear about it. Yeah. But um, again, thank you everybody for listening. I know we're gonna have more fun, interesting games, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure Mason will bring something completely unexpected to the table, so you just never know what it'll be. So. But um, I think we're going to, you know what, it's, it's possible, and I know this is unbelievable, but we might actually get to our main podcast on time today. What? Oh, we did last week, <laughs> and everybody was floored. Oh my, well let's surprise Everybody them doubted us. Yeah. Alright guys, thanks so much for listening and for contributing. Uh, we love you all, and we will see you on the next podcast, which we're going to record right now. Until next weekend, take care, bye-bye. Have a Bye. good one. <laughs>